Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. What's up, guys? Let me talk about RBs today. Top 10. How you doing, Nader? I'm pretty excited, especially because every time you try to update your list, something changes. It moves around. Very fast. Been a lot of news. So, why don't we just get into it? Let's do it. NFL headlines. So, let's get into those headlines. Let's do it. Anything interesting for you so far? There's been some news. Darwin Thompson is getting goal line reps with the first team. That's pretty interesting because I thought that'd be Hyde's specific job over there because, you know, he is the bruiser. He lowers his shoulder down, and he'll get you in from the one-yard line. It seems like Darwin Thompson is moving into that position. You know I'm high on Darwin Thompson. I know you're extremely high on him. Personally, I was pretty high on Hyde as well, especially at his ADP, his yeah, 14th round. Yeah, we have a total opposite. Yeah aspect of both of those players i think i thought high would be the rb to own in that backfield it just might be thompson though we'll see what happens especially because i believe damian williams is not worth that third round price as of right now so why don't we get into a little bit of zeke and melvin gordon talk because i got an update on melvin gordon that he's working out in san diego now Oh, so he moved from Florida to San Diego. That's what that's what I can see right now. Chargers hope the holdout ends before week one of regular season. That's fucking huge. Just I, to even talk yeah. about. I think the fact that Zeke's last offer was a bit below left bell potentially made Moven realize maybe he's not worth as much as he thinks he is. Yeah, I mean, and then the Zeke situation, hopefully that gets situated too. But yeah, it, it doesn't hopefully. look like... Unless they pay him top tier, best RB, he's not coming back. doesn't look like. I think Zeke has a little bit more leverage just due to how good he is and how that offense runs through him. Yeah. Chargers offense runs through Phillip Rivers. It's a little bit different down there. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, where are you feeling comfortable enough to draft Zeke? We'll talk about Zeke first, mainly. Yeah. I would take him on the turnaround in the second round. I don't think I feel comfortable taking him in the first. You got to have a stud there that you know is going to play. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying still draft him top six. Problem is if you don't, or if you do, I should say, and he doesn't play, you just feel so stupid. You do. And you're playing with a lot of your friends. You don't want to be on the butt on the butt of so every I, joke. So I drafted Zeke. I, I told you about this. Yes. It's... It, it's in a league where you can be a little more risky. Mm-hmm. The league's not that great. I can I can do be a little more more risky. Get some guys later. Uh, get Pollard if I need Pollard. So I mean, I took him sixth overall, which was a huge risk. That is a huge risk. But to me, and I think to you as well, is if he played and we knew he was going to start immediately, he's he's number one on my board. Number one, number two, easy. Easy. So, yeah. So where do you feel comfortable drafting him, though? Like, you talking second round, third round? The second round, I would definitely think about it. If I was a top pick in the first, like one through four, 
that means I'm going to have a late second rounder, and that would be a lot more enticing to take him there. Yeah, the issue is he's not going to get there. He's like, not going to hit there. Which, no way. Which means that typically I would not be getting him, is so it, I won't have to deal with it. His ADP is 105. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not dropping he's still in the not round. falling, yeah. Still not dropping. And what about Gordon? Again. I mean, there's good news. He, like, we just started some good news right there. Yes. His, his ADP is fourth round. Which is Third a steal, pick. potentially. If he plays. If he plays, yeah. you basically get a first rounder for free. Yes. So, would you pick him in the fourth round? Or would you I'd I'd, pretend, I'd probably take a risk on him. In the fourth, for sure. I would think about it in the third. If I took a running back receiver in the first two rounds, then I could potentially justify it in the third. If you took two RBs in the first two, then you probably can't take another running back in the third. So, Especially with the news exactly. that he's in San Diego training and they're still having conversations about – or they're having negotiations. But Lev Bell also went – when he was holding out to Pittsburgh – before the regular season started, but he never actually showed up to camp. You'd have to recall off- your collection. I mean, his offensive line told me he was a little bitch, yeah. pretty much. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> They're about three times the size of me, and they'll eat me for breakfast. So, I mean, I think that situation's a little bit different than Melvin Gordon. That was a personal situation. Yeah, I think Lev was actually probably going to come back at some point until that happened in his teammates, his offensive line mainly was talking about him and it got personal that's the issue i have with zeke now is jerry jones might get personal screwed the pooch and already made it personal zeke who zeke who you just fucked a whole bunch of fancy football people (laughs) over with that zeke who comment and we're the important ones out here obviously no one cares (laughs) i mean obviously we're the important ones exactly so (sighs) gordon the issue is you got eckler and you got justin jackson that you can draft late. And you're not happy with either of them. I mean, do you feel comfortable with Eckler at not, all? Not as an RB1. Not as an RB2 either. He's, I mean, he's sixth round. Sixth round. So if Gordon comes back and you draft him in the sixth round, almost irrelevant. Almost I, irrelevant. I mean, maybe you can use him flex every so often. Yes, in certain matchups or if you're a half PPR, PPR, you could use him. But if it's a standard league, he becomes relatively irrelevant but i think that takes a big hit on your team it does it is um it isn't as bad as of a risk as it seems but it definitely sets your team back if you do have eckler and gordon comes back so with that news would you kind of switch over and try and maybe if you're gonna get gordon you go the justin jackson route you can a little bit later uh, i mean 11th round adp a guy that could be 50-50 split with him. Eckler, most likely Eckler's going to be a little bit more. Yes. And be safer because he's going to be a pass catcher as well. Yes. As of right now, Eckler has been out-snapping what's Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson in the preseason with the first team 2-1. to one. I mean, if your player is going to get twice the reps as the counterpart, you might as well just go with uh, Eckler because he's just going to see the field more. My, my issue with that is you're putting stock in your top six rounds. You're putting two guys in there that one of them will be irrelevant Yes. if you're getting Gordon, right? So are you going to go after Eckler 
if you get Gordon. No, you can't do that. Okay. If that, you, that was my yes. main question. If, but yes. would it make more sense to go after Justin Jackson? Yes. Little, okay. Yes. If you have yeah. Melvin Gordon, if you draft Melvin Gordon in the third, then you must get Justin Jackson, whether you're reaching or he falls to you, but you must get him. You can yeah. skip over Eckler. If it's, you do not draft Melvin Gordon, then you go for Eckler. It's like the Zeke situation with Pollard. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. You want to get in the rankings or any other headlines? Any other? Nothing huge. I mean, Cam Newton is in a walking boot. That could be pretty brutal for all the people that drafted him for his running ability. Let's see. It looks like he might be available week one. Yeah, they're Um, optimistic. Obviously, he's not going to be look like 100%, but it's better than nothing. Antonio Brown filed another grievance for the helmet. Jesus Christ, dude. My boy Frozone. Jesus, man. Darwin Thompson, like you said. And I think a little bit for the James Conner fanatics out there. It looks like rookie Benny Snell has a long shot of making any type of factor in this backfield this season without any injuries. So I think this is going to be a Jalen Samuel, James Conner show. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that situation. So with the news of Darwin Thompson getting goal line reps with the ones, does that change anything in your mind with Darwin Thompson? I mean, he could just be getting practice down there. I mean, he is the future. We don't know how long Damian Williams is going to be there. See my face right here. Yeah, I see you your see face. You see my right face right here. Yeah, that's not that's that's not true. Don't listen to him. Darwin Thompson is going to be relevant by the end of the year. Hot take central. I'm letting you know now. I let you know four weeks ago, before any was he, anyone was even talking about Darwin Thompson. Correct? Potentially. So we'll see what happens. I'm super high on him. Draft him late in your drafts. What is he going in the 11th? I'll, I'll look it up. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure he's climbing, though. He will be climbing. Uh, with, with that news, he's definitely going to be climbing. I would like to see some uh, preseason action of him actually consistently running the ball because last preseason game, I saw Hyde doing a very decent job with the ball in his, hit, when it, the ball in his, his hands. Early early eleventh, early eleventh, early eleventh, late tenth. Uh, so I mean, yeah. for me, I I want Darwin Thompson in any draft that I can get. That's just my perspective on it. The upside with him is a league winner, in my opinion. The, if he if he does what I think he can do, and he takes over that position with Damian Williams. And the downside is is you wasted eleventh pick, which eleventh pick, which isn't a huge deal. Yeah, that's basically. Almost I mean, nothing. that's a Justin Jackson. Would you rather yes. have Justin Jackson or Darwin Thompson? You might want Justin Jackson more than Darwin Thompson. Just because I know you're you going to get some impact. Week one, you're going to get impact. If out Melvin of Gordon's not there. Correct. Yes. Which so I'm assuming he's not. So he's, He would be the safer end. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. But exactly. I want week, league winners at the end of my drafts. And but I you, think Darwin Thompson can be that. He I know can you, be that. I know you don't think that. Well, so you can think Hyde. If, if Hyde is relevant. But if, yes. if, if Hyde is not getting if, – if Thompson's moving into his goal line when he's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, 220 pounds, I think it is, Hyde should be getting all of those. So well, why is Hyde not getting those goal well, line? Well, in preseason game one, Hyde was getting the goal line run. He ran the ball in for the touchdown. The good news is 
maybe we'll do a pod tomorrow and watch the Kansas City game. I like that idea. You like that? I like it. I think they but play this tomorrow. is, you know, August twenty third. Whenever this comes live, the game will be over. That's true. That's a fact. Yeah. But Darwin Thompson and then Carlos Hyde for for Nader. Ooh. And Hyde is going almost the same round as uh, Darwin Thompson. Really? Just a little bit less, actually. 11.08. Darwin Thompson is uh, 10.12. Basically, I think it's a coin flip and pre- uh, personal preference. It's on preference, yeah. It's definitely preference. And I think Carlos Hyde, uh, some people think he's the safer pick. Yes. Um, and I can understand that. Because you can see what Carlos Hyde did for the Niners. And he actually has uh, projections. He's he's produced at least a little bit. So, yeah, with the Browns last year. A lot of volume there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's all preference. In other news, Darius Geis looked pretty decent against Atlanta. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. Um, nothing special, but... 11 yards for 44 yards or 11 touches for 44 yards um i didn't see a whole whole lot there but he definitely looked at least good he's does still going to be a work in progress does he still get more touches than adrian peterson i i don't think so until he shows it i think they're going to slowly bring him back Especially as a younger guy, you don't want to rush that. Don't want to Especially that, that. I think that's why they got Adrian Peterson. And Peterson looked really good. He looks very solid out there. Really good. So why rush him back? No, there's no point. But there is upside if you want to draft him. Would you rather draft him or AP? I think AP. AP is going later as well. Yeah, I mean, Peterson's going almost the ninth, early ninth round. And I mean, you got guys six eleven, which is about the seventh round. Would, seventh. Now, would you rather have Thompson or AP? Uh, Chances are, with how Thompson's I'm, climbing, I mean, you're going to make that decision. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point. If if it keeps if you keep getting the news like that, it's a hard one. I mean, my preference, you know, I'm going Thompson. I know you're because I I have full faith in Thompson. I'm blind faith. Jesus, take Darwin Thompson, take the wheel. I'm telling you right now. Okay. I'm going AP all the way. I know you are. AP just, when he looks great. Yeah. Two last year, he was great. He does. And, and and he's most likely going to be the starter day one. I I understand the safe aspect, but Darwin Thompson, please take the wheel and don't drive me into a ditch. I think you also have to look strength of schedule. I mean, they play. The Redskins play the Giants, Cowboys, and the Eagles. The Cowboys had the number five rush defense last year. The Eagles actually had the rank seven rush defense last year. The only horrendous team in that division is the Giants, who rank 20. That actually might be a, a very good factor, considering Thompson's division isn't exactly strong against the run. Yeah. Uh, Something to think about. Kansas City is the 32nd. Uh, or pretty much the worst schedule for running backs. So, I mean, I, I definitely get that. But that offense is ridiculous. And for Washington, they're the 24th for running backs. <coughs> so, I mean, there's definitely a difference there. <coughs> but I'm trying to get that. You're going for the upside. Thompson, baby. Yeah, if you are a running back in Andy Reid's offense, 
You're just going to eat. And you're the starter. Is that a good if, system? If you're the starter, but it's a great system. Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. I didn't know. I didn't know if we were on the same page if it was a good system or not. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a flip-flop because you're usually all about system. I'm always about the system. It's going to be a it's gonna be a good one today. I can feel it. AP is one of the only running backs that I will draft talent over team. Wow. Not bad, huh? Oof. Not bad. Not bad. That's that's huge for you. It is actually pretty big. So, any other headlines, or are we good to go? I think we've nailed everything so far. Awesome. Awesome. So, why don't we just get into our rankings? Ooh. Who's number one? Let them know. I think this one is almost a no-brainer. We're going to have your boy Saquon Barkley. Tree stump for calves. She's legs are huge. Ridiculous. I think he's number one for obvious reasons. He's going to have the biggest workload. He's going to be the star of that offense. And what he showed last year shows he could put the team on his back and just run that ball. Yeah, I mean, he's one in a million talent. Or one in a bajillion talent. Uh, He's just an absolute stud. So... I think we already talked about this before. He was an RB1 or RB2 almost 94% of the time. It's ridiculous. He was never an RB4 or worse. He was an RB3 once. 6% of the time. Yeah. It's it's absolutely insane. Now, the only issue is when he was that, that was playoffs time. He potentially lost people a lot of weeks that time. Yeah. So, do we think he's going to be as productive as he was last year without Odell and most likely Daniel Jones as being a quarterback. I don't think we're going to see Daniel Jones just yet. That's a, that's I, a are, hot take. I, it might be. That's a hot take. Now, he's you, are you slowing it. me down on Daniel Jones Yeah, when you're the Daniel he, Jones truther? Yeah, you know, Jones I take was the wheel. Him. You mm-hmm. would you would drive <laughs> off you freeway, off a, off a cliff, cliff, off it a didn't matter. highway, off of a bridge. It didn't matter. Oh, yeah. Daniel Jones would be your guy. I wanted to see it. I want, he needs to like learn from the legendary Eli a little bit before he can start. He needs to sit there. I'm, I don't know, man. He needs to see what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But so, I mean, Go ahead. Are we concerned about that team? Because it's going to be a bad team. Yes. I think one of the major issues with the team is, like I mentioned before, is the division. The Eagles, the Cowboys, are both top 10 run defenses in the NFL. And you're going to see them twice. The Redskins, I mean, they're not that great. They're 17th. They're middle of the pack. And you're going to see them twice. Add that to the fact that Odell Beckham is not there. Teams just have no reason to not stack the box on you. And I don't care how big your legs are. Five people on top of you, they're just going to tackle you to the ground. Have you seen his legs? Because they're pretty big. He did not skip leg day. I think he works out with the Hulk, dog. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying he, he definitely does leg day more than you. Some people skip leg day. He skips everything else. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't know, dude. He's pretty jacked. <laughs> but he's definitely going to be an RB one. Yeah. And I mean, the talent there is just ridiculous. He catches the ball out of the backfield. Great. He's mm-hmm. going to be a safe guy. Safe. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be that RB1. 
I can't argue with that. He has no competition, which makes it a little bit more enticing to take him just because, I mean, what's, what's the worst that could happen if he doesn't do that great? The offense is going to flow through him. If he's not rushing it, he's catching it. I mean, they have Gallman. <laughs> when are you drafting him? <laughs> Never. Exactly. All right. And you want to go to the next guy, which is your dude. This is my guy right here. This is your guy. This is the. I wanted to put him number one, but I mean, we had some we disagreements. We had some disagreements. And it ended up uh, with like three black eyes. Here and there. Four bloody noses and a uh, missing tooth. Who lost, though? Oh. They, they'll never know. Never know. Never know, I dog. Too many black eyes. Can't see. I don't know. Send in a message if you want to know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so who's who's number two? Boy, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, goodness. Jesus himself. Jesus himself? Yeah, not there's bad, huh? Of... I heard there's a Christian in there, so it must be Jesus himself. There's a Christian? No, nah, if your name's Christian, then you're Christian. I don't we know. work with a Christian. We work with like three. And they're not Jesus. For mm. sure they're not Jesus. I've seen them work. <laughs> they're not. They're not Jesus. <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, he's game script proof. He's going to run it if they're winning. He's catching it if they're losing it. He's probably the best receiving back in this whole running back class. He could be a wide receiver if he really wanted to. And his division isn't exactly strong. He's going against Tampa Bay, the Falcons, and the Saints. While the Saints have the second-best rush defense in the NFL, the Falcons and the Buccaneers are fairly horrendous, ranking at 24-25 both together. That's basically four games where you're expecting high points. How do you feel? You know, when Ron Rivera talked about scaling back his touches and goal line touches. It concerned me a little bit. <clears throat> and that's why we had this little discussion before and I mean someone lost and I'm I'm not really that concerned about it anymore. I I thought about it a little and then Cam Newton got hurt. Uh-huh. And now I'm okay with it. I'm I'm totally fine with it. Yes. So, he's going to be your guy, and he's going to be a stud in PPR. He's oh, yeah. He's going to be a stud in half PPR. He's going to be a stud in standard. It doesn't matter. But when you get that much volume, if they cut back a little bit, it's not going to do that much for you. No, you won't to totally very honest. notice it. He's still going to be a top three back and fantasy-wise. He, he didn't gain 10 pounds of muscle for no reason. No, nah, it looks pretty big out there. He wants to be the workhorse. They have no one behind him. Nobody talented, at least. No one worthwhile. So he will be a top-tier guy, and his upside is huge. Because they have two wide receivers that are young, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Samuel's in his third year, Moore's in his second they don't have a top flight wide receiver yet or hasn't been shown yet Not that yet, they're top flight. So they're their star. He's a star of that team. That, the offense is going to live and die through him. And Newton. I mean, but yes. Depending on how healthy he is. That's true. Is he playing week one? That's not confirmed, is it? I don't yet? know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But the outlook on him is 
like anybody else on here. Is, yes. Is huge. And I, he's very safe. Probably the safest back, I would say, in this in this tier. But, of course, there's only probably three running backs up in this tier, and you could probably pick any of them, and it'd be okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Let's go to the next one. Ooh, you want to lead this one? Number three, your boy, Alvin Kamara. I know they got Latavius Murray. And Is that concern, where you? It concerns a lot of people for taking some TDs in the red zone. What What's your concern? Do you Do you think that's relevant? Yes, you have to concern. I mean, Latavius Murray, he did that with the Vikings. And he was notorious for punching punching the ball in for the Raiders as well. You can't forget him on the Raiders. You would know that. Yeah. You're the I Raiders mean, he, fan. He played pretty good. He, he did. He had some big seasons. So you'll have to look out and see if he's going to be hugely involved. But Kamara, no matter what, is going to have huge games and be consistent, yes. even with less touches than some of the other guys that are up in this top tier. Correct. He's so explosive. And whenever he gets the ball in his hands, he can take it to the house. Exactly. When he touches the ball, it's a home run potential at any moment. One of the good things about him now, now that the Saints have the number two rush defense in that division, if you look at the outer three, it doesn't look that great. Carolina is the number 12 rush defense, so that would be the best defense in that division concerning Alvin Camaro. Other than that, like I said, the Falcons and the Tampa Bay being at 24-25, that makes for a fairly weak rush defense division, meaning that's six games where you're expecting very decent games from him, if not great games. Yeah, I mean, he's on a top-tier offense, and Mm -hmm. they're going to be very good. So I know the concern is the red zone, right? Yes. With Latavius Murray. Correct. So here's some stats for you to think about. 51 rushing attempts inside the 20-yard line. 174 yards, 13 of his 14 touchdowns. He can run in the red zone. He can. Just when they decide to give it to Octavius is the inconsistent part. Yes, exactly. So Ingram is kind of that same weapon, that red zone weapon. Correct. A little more well-rounded, I would say. Be safe. So... Are we really concerned about a Latavius Murray when they had a Mark Ingram? I think Mark Ingram is better than Latavius Murray. That's, that's what, what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Is apples to oranges that we have Latavius Murray that's a worse player than Ingram. Correct. So technically, Kamara, I would say, upgraded from his position than he was last year. I think the unique part about Kamara is that the offense does not run through him. It runs through Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. I think that's what makes Kamara even a little bit more special compared to the other two is that defenses, while they're worried about him, Kamara is not their main focus. They're worried about Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. That just makes Kamara a little bit easier to start and to draft earlier, especially if you're in the first, second, third pick. Yep, I agree. Number four, Ooh. 
This one's going to be fun. This is your guy. This is my guy right this here. This is your guy for I am sure. super high on it. Don't worry. My ne- the next guy's my guy. Really? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, we had to compromise on this one. We did. We had to talk about it for a little while. James Conner. That's all I got to say. I think that's a surprise to a lot of people listening. Uh, uh, yeah. Number four. Number four. Now, we do want to mention Elliot would be before this Elliot, if he was there. Elliot would be probably my number one guy on the board. But Correct. Well, number one or two. I could, one or we two could argue in that, that range. Yeah. But Melvin Gordon and Zeke are not going to be on this. Correct. Yes. For the reason that they most likely are either playing or not playing. Uh, we don't know. So we're not going to rank him. Exactly. If Gordon was here, I would rank him before James Conner. We'd be talking about him, talking about him right now for the number four or five spot. But he's not. He's enjoying. Well, he was on the beaches of Florida just yesterday. Yeah. Now he might be on the beaches of Los Angeles today. It says uh, San Diego. Is that an upgrade in beaches or is that a downgrade? Uh, I have no idea. I've never been to either. There's a lot of gators in Florida. You scared of gators? Dude, let's snatch you up, dog. All it takes one little bite. Melvin Gordon's career is over. That's it, dog. Do you think he could play on one leg? I think I could play on one leg. Hmm. I'd like to see that. I'm available. Put Kansas, you in- Kansas City, I'm available. Oh, are you going to take Darwin Thompson's spot? You better be scared, dog. You better be afraid. So... James Conner was amazing last year. No one weeks, saw, I don't think anybody saw it coming. I I didn't. I didn't. I, I thought Lev was going to come back. I mean, I thought he was going to take some time for sure, but I thought he was going to come back at some point, just like Zeke. I think Zeke's coming back. But I was wrong before. Maybe I'm wrong again. But from week 1 to 13, he had the most broken tackles for an RB. 57. It was tied with Saquon. So he can play. Which is surprising. With that offensive line. Great offensive line. Great receiving core. I mean, a little downgrade receiving core. Downgrade. AB's not there. Juju's going to be doubled. But they're going to need him in the passing game. And they're going to use him how they used him last year. I think there will be some touchdown regression. Yes. Just because I think it was a little bit spiteful for Lev. Yes. Is my opinion. Now, no, well, that and there were plenty times where Antonio Brown got tackled on the one. He, that happened twice in one game where Antonio Brown got tackled on the one and James Conner punched it in twice. Both times happened in one game. I can think of another time on the top of my head where Juju got tackled on the one and then James Conner ran it in. So a lot of the situations favor James Conner so well. Just easy punch-ins, especially with that offensive line. If you're on the one, they called the run, James Conner punched it in. It was clockwork. I agree. Things to think about is that this division is a little bit so-so. He's got the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. While the Ravens were great, their number four rush defense, James Conner had his biggest games of the year against Baltimore. And the Browns, which is also in their division, but they have a very subpar rush defense, ranking twenty-eight. They had an upgraded defense. For they sure. have. They did a for sure. lot of stuff. I think their defense can be very good this year, yes. um, but I think that's a high-flying offense 
Yes. And, and that division, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Yes. So Cincinnati is 29th, right behind Cleveland at 28. Cincinnati is going to be. There, I'm a little upset about <laughs> what trouble. they've done. Yes. I'm a little For upset sure. at them. For sure. So we'll see what happens. I think he's extremely safe. You're going to get a lot of production out of him. And I think with the news that Benny Snell is going to be fairly irrelevant in this running back core, that it just only elevates James Conner. It, what it shows is they're going to use Jalen Samuels and they're going to use James Conner. And Snell will be not relevant at I'm, all. I'm hoping Connor has a little bit more impact in the passing game now that Antonio Brown's gone. I'm sure they're going to use him, for sure. But I think Samuels they're going to use a lot. Yes. And I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I was expecting a little bit. But I was hoping Snell would be involved. Obviously, that is not going to happen. Now, is that a testament to how bad he is or how good the other two are? We'll find out. I mean, we will. I think Jalen Samuels is a great pass catcher and will be awesome at that position when they use him like that. And I think he's already running routes uh, routes kind of like A.B. From my understanding, they're trying to set up plays for him mm-hmm. from the news that I'm getting. So James Conner and Jalen Samuels are the guys to look out in that backfield. Also, mm-hmm. he was 76% of the time an RB1 or an RB2. So he's safe. Yeah, and it, all that is with gigantic weapons of Antonio Brown and Juju. Yeah, and I mean his worst was an RB3. Yes. And this nothing is, yes. nothing worse than that. And the worst and this is one of the worst years that the Steelers had with their pass to run ratio. They were passing it oh, 600 and like 70 times. Exactly. Ridiculous. Compared to rushing the ball. So if they scale it back just a couple percents, you're going to see James Conner's production I mean, skyrocket. I mean, that's a good point because you got like 160 targets gone from AB. Exactly. So there's going to be target shares that are available, and they're definitely not going to be that heavy in passing. They have they're to They're going to be a little, little bit more. more balanced. And just being a little bit more balanced gives so much more rushing attempts for either Connor or Samuels, now, which I think is Connor's going to be obviously the one who benefits more from that, right? I would agree so. Now, where are you looking to take Samuel? Are you even interested in him? Honestly, the last draft we did, I was not. But in a half PPR or a PPR format, I'm I'm interested. But he's going in the ninth round. To me... I don't know if I'm willing to take him in the ninth round. How are you feeling about it? Say standard. Let's just go standard. If it's standard, I'm going to adopt the wait and see approach where you keep your eye on him, but you're not expecting anything. PPR. Yeah, unless 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 James Conner gets hurt. Yeah, that's a different story. Then you go all out with all your fab or your waiver priority. You're going all out on Samuel. You have to. I like it. Other than that, uh, I don't think I'm very interested in him. Especially since he got his tight end status revoked. Yeah, no, he was he was going to be an RB. Yes. Yeah, he was definitely going to be an RB. I mean, and let, let's make this very clear. If there's an RB that has a tight end status and he's going to start, you, you start you him. Start him. I don't care if you have Kittle, Earth, I Kelsey. don't give a shit. You start him. 
Because who is the top tier in fantasy? RBs, right? RBs. Now. So if you can put an RB in your tight end spot, no brainer. Yeah, I've heard people not doing that. And I just think that's ridiculous. It happens. It happens, but not on not if you listen to this pod. No, not not not, not at if all. you listen to this pod. Exactly. But I think it's still a surprise that we're putting Connor number four on this list. Uh, a lot of people are not gonna agree with it. A lot of people are not gonna agree with this and not gonna agree with the next name we're gonna say. You, it's surprising as well. You gonna say it? Or you want me to say it? I'll say it this time. You took my Connor. Of course I did. Uh, your boy Nicholas Chubb. Ooh, baby. Number five. Give it to me, dog. I am very intrigued by this selection. Number five. Is it? Is it? A, are you thinking it's a bad selection? Like, what is? What is your mindset? My thought right process. Now? It's it's intriguing. Like you can justify it because sure. there's no Duke Johnson. Yep. No more Carlos Hyde. What does Duke Johnson not being there mean? It means he has more opportunities to pass catch, which is huge. Which is huge. And because of that, you kind of go, huh, why not take him at six? Maybe I'm not high on Lev Bell. I'm not high on Gurley. I'm not high on Mixon. Maybe I'm not even high on James Conner. But it looks intriguing to take him at in the fifth spot or making him the fifth ranked RB. And I think it's justifiable. Yeah, I mean, Dontrell... Hilliard is supposed to take Duke Johnson's job, his can, pass catching. Can you repeat that name? Hilliard. 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 That's a water boy. That's a water boy? That's a water boy. Good point, because he's hurt. Yes. So he will be a water boy. Thank and you he very probably much. won't be ready for week one. So the upside with Chubb is huge. And he's a home run hitter. He's very talented, can catch the ball, and with Duke Johnson being gone... I know they have a lot of weapons in Cleveland, but the upside for him is RB1 overall, oh, yeah. in my opinion. He could be next year's draft argued to be taken number one overall to number one three overall. So why don't we get into the Kareem Hunt situation? Because obviously people are thinking in their mind, well, Kareem Hunt's coming back week nine. We don't know what to expect out of Kareem Hunt. He might just be a... And go ahead. Sorry, I just gave him a little finger wag. I know, you just gave me a just, finger I just wag. gave him a little finger I'm excited. No, this is no, my no, boy no, Chubby. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Got a Chubby wearing Chubbies all day, Chubby. Go so, ahead. So, week nine is their bye week. You're not getting Kareem Hunt till week 10. That's 10 weeks of your fantasy league. Are you drafting Kareem Hunt? No. Probably not. You should not touch Kareem Hunt. There's no point to hold someone on your bench for 10 weeks when he literally cannot touch the field until week 10. And when he does, are, do you feel comfortable starting Kareem Hunt if Nick Chubb's healthy? Week 10. It'd be difficult to justify it. How do you just? You can't justify you it. You can't. You can't because you're not going to feel comfortable that he's going to get enough touches to be relevant for you. Yes. But the concern isn't Kareem Hunt being relevant. The concern is him taking away of Chubb's relevance. I understand that. I, I get that aspect. But... We're looking at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the beginning of the season. A lot of things happen Mm -hmm. later on. Those, if I got ten weeks of Chubb, I'm happy because you don't know if you're getting a Fournette that doesn't play for eight games because he's an idiot, or someone gets hurt and destroys your season. So 
you want that beginning to make your season at least you have an RB1 for 10 weeks. And if Kareem Hunt comes back and he turns into an RB2 or worse, which I don't think will happen, then you figure it out when you get there. You try to get in the playoffs. That is your main goal. Playoffs, championship. You can't win a championship if you're not in playoffs, right? Correct. But why not just take Love Bell or James Conner? I think the upside with James Conner, well, the upside with Nick Chubb compared to James Conner and Lev Bell. We'll start with Lev Bell. Lev Bell did not play all year last year. Yes, he was training or rapping. We don't know. It wasn't very good. Were you with him all the time? No. Okay, so we have no idea because I'm pretty sure he posted an album. I listened to it. I'm sure. How was it? It was... You it was be, wow. Be honest. It was one of the. It was so bad. I could barely understand him. Like there's mumble rap, but there was that. Well, he got into a lot of collisions, so maybe that uh, affects CT's it a hands. Bit. I'm just saying. I don't know. Probably needs one. So, a new offense, a worse O line, hasn't played for a year, has had injuries in the past, and when you come back, like Jimmy G. Huh. You're gonna be rusty. Yeah, I dead. mean, did you see Jimmy G's performance? It was. I'm gonna keep it rubbing. Was for, that yeah, it was. For, it was forgettable. It was forgettable. So, do we think Lev is gonna be immediate back to being no. Lev with with an offensive line that is is really bad? It's definitely not Pittsburgh's offensive line. Not he's definitely gonna have close. a. He's definitely gonna have a regression. Yes, but is it a regression enough to the point where you can justify taking somebody like Nick Chubb? who might have a bigger aggression in when spot you need him most. See, I'm not concerned about Kareem Hunt at all. You have a guy you just drafted that you don't have to pay three more years. You pay him, but it's not Kareem Hunt money. They got Kareem Hunt, one-year deal for, what was it? I'm not 1.3 million, 2 million, cheap. So after that deal... They're going to have to sign him for a decent amount of money. Are they going to shell out more money when they have a top-tier no. running back? No, they're not. I think they signed him mostly to save his face. So my concern... Potentially redemption. My only thing is with Kareem Hunt that he'll be relevant if Nick Chubb is hurt. If he gets all the touches, he's going to be an RB1. Yes. But we're not drafting a guy for Week 10. Hold on till Week 10 to be an RB1 maybe if Nick Chubb gets hurt. Yeah, I get your point. I could definitely see where you're coming from. Some things to keep in mind is that he is in a division with the Steelers and Baltimore, meaning Baltimore's rush defense, like I said, is number four, and Pittsburgh is number six. That's four four games of top ten rush defense, if I did my math correctly. It's something you have to take note of, knowing that he's going to be in tough to, uh, tough spots. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, he's definitely top 10. For sure. I'm I'm super high on him. He's like a Darwin Thompson to me, but oh. way better than Darwin Thompson, oh. obviously. He's more relevant. But you're – yeah. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. I get, I get what you're saying. Who's our uh, – Who's our next guy? The next guy. Oh. I did mention him a oh, second ago. Yeah, I, I saw that. 
and we have the boy Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, number one draft, number one overall draft pick, three years in a row, in everybody's fantasy league. I mean, if you didn't take him, you're an idiot. Or you just, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you took him, you're probably an idiot too. Last year, if you took him, you're an idiot. Yes, that's. A, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's a good point, actually. Now that you mentioned it. So, we talked about him a little bit already. Yes. My concerns about him. Another concern I didn't mention was Adam Gase. I'm and not I know sure what's going on there. I, I know some people are going to be like, "Ah, it's whatever." Is it though? We is, we said the same thing about Kenyon Drake. He's is like, it, "Ah, it's cool. It's Gase. He, he'll Kenyon Drake is too good to not play." Is it whatever? I it's don't not. think so. And when your head coach say comes out and says, I didn't want Lev Bell. That's, how does that make you feel? Uh, it's a little bit of a yikes. And when he doesn't like you, You're not he's playing. not going to play you. I think he has to play Lev Bell. I think Lev Bell is a little bit too expensive, too good not to play. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But it doesn't make me feel comfortable. And it concerns me because Adam Gase is going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Well, he tried that in the uh, Miami. He kind of got fired. I think he can't exactly do that. Oh, he can. On the Jets. I mean, he can if he wants to get he fired can. again. But it's not like he upgraded teams from the Jets to the Dolphins. I mean, he, he basically like upgraded to exactly where he was. I mean, I think he upgraded, though. I think that Jets' defense is, is way better than Dolphins. I think Sam Darnold is better than Josh Rosen and Fitzmagic. That's a lie. <laughs> um, and they have Lev Bell, and which is better than Kenyon Drake. I think Lev I mean, Bell's they, great. They also have Robbie Anderson. They do have Robbie Anderson. That's, you, that's, that's your boy, isn't Yes. It? Okay. okay. I, I agree with you there. I think one of the great things about Lev Bell is, is that he is going to make Sam Darnold a lot better. You have yeah. a probably one of the best checkdowns in the NFL, you toss it to him, you're guaranteed a couple po- a couple yards. He runs the ball, guaranteed yards. He's not falling backwards. He's not losing yards either. Yeah. Also great. He's been the division with the Buffalo, Miami, and the Patriots. I mean, if the Patriots have the best rush defense in the NFL uh, in that division, I mean, sorry, and they're at number eleven, then you're gonna get some holes. Even if your offensive line isn't as good as the Steelers, you're not playing as good opponents. As the Steelers would. So I think it kind of cancels itself out there to the point where Lev Bell is just safe. I think if he is healthy and Gase feeds him and he has a lot of volume, he's definitely safe. My concern is, is he going to be healthy? How is that offensive line? And is Gase actually going to feed him the ball like he needs to? That's it. But if, if all those things are happening... He's healthy and all that. Offensive line is okay at least. Uh, he's going to be very, very relevant and a safe guy. Yeah, there's no arguing. I, I don't feel this arguing that. The only issue is that recently every player that's held out or hasn't played in a really long time has tore something significant. We saw Des Bryant. Granted, he's a lot older. Uh, Taking a year off in a professional sport and not playing a game, it takes a toll on you. Oh, yeah. You're going to be mean, rusty. You're not going to be as game speed as you should be. Yeah. 
So my reason why he's so he's at six, which is not low. It's not low at all. But the risk of injury for me is is very high, especially when you have that history of doing that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm still taking him. Yeah. So he's he's going off in the first round. There's no uh, oh yeah. There's no for debate sure. in that for sure. So our next guy. Ooh. I don't think this one is as a surprise. I think it's more who we're not talking about at this point, which is a bigger surprise. Yeah. I, I mean, Joe Mixon. Joseph. Joseph Mixon. You like how I'm saying like they're elongated first names? That's I went Nicholas Chubb. Now we're going Nicholas. Joseph. I didn't even hear the Nicholas. You didn't? I didn't, know. Wow. You got to pronounce a little bit more. Sorry. I, think. I definitely think that was your fault. Uh, all right. I'll take that one. <laughs> Just messing with <laughs> Oh, my God. Joseph. Joseph. So, Joe Mixon, an absolute talent. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. top five talents in the league. If he was on a better team, he would probably be the best RB. Uh, I think so. Yeah. His talent's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, they have a new offense. They have a new head coach. They still have Andy Dalton. The offensive line is questionable. Uh, at questionable best. at best. Drafted tackle that got hurt and is out for the season. Rip. That really hurts. Yeah, it definitely hurt me. Hurt that inside. really hurts. That one hurt inside. Because I was like, Zach Taylor's coming in. They drafted no lineman. They're going to feed that rock. Oh, yeah. And then they drafted two other RBs, which confused me yes it's confusing and it's a little concerning to me not immediately but i just don't see why you do that i don't understand that either i don't get it either but he is going to be a stud an rb1 hopefully that offense is very good and they do the rams scheme which i think they will um but with AJ Green hurt and not knowing when he's coming back. That's definitely bad news. Andy Dalton is not a very good quarterback. They still have Tyler Boyd, which they is great. They have Tyler for them. Boyd, which is good. He is a thousand yard receiver. But other than Tyler Boyd, they have Mixon. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, everything works out in that situation. But yeah. You're kind of drafting the talent here, I feel you, like. You are, and you don't like to do that. I hate doing that. But I did do that because I do have Joe Mixon. They in are league. they are moving to a scheme, the Rams scheme. Is my opinion yeah. what they're going to do? I think that's a good assumption. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Mixon's going to be very very relevant in standard half PPR PPR anything. I He's think so be as well. I mean, an RB one. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm concerned about Giovanni Bernard. They were talking about extensions. That's fine. And uh, he's going to take some of that pass catching away from him, obviously. I was hoping they were just going to feed Mixon over and over again. I think if but you're... it doesn't yeah. look like they're going to do yeah. that. I think if you are going with Mixon, you're fine with that. I mean, they didn't change really much in that offense personnel-wise. And you saw great numbers, RB1 numbers out of Joe Mixon. So I think it's a little fair to expect the same thing this year. If yeah. anything, with a better offense, you get better numbers with the same person now. Hopefully, it's a better offense. 
Hopefully. We're, that's what we're crossing for. But, I mean, Joe Mixon could be a David Johnson at worst where if the team's bad, they're just going to find a way to get him the ball and get yeah. him the space. Uh, yeah. I mean, David Johnson was the RB10 last year, and he would definitely underwhelmed for people drafting him that high. And I think yes. Mixon is probably going to be in that range, which is not that bad because he's going to be number seven. Yeah, and he's going to be drafted in that range. I just don't think his upside is going to be in the top three. As of right now, yeah, top upside, three, top four, I don't I don't think that's going to I think be he has a high floor, but I'm not sure about the ceiling. The ceiling yeah, is questionable. Yeah, exactly. Um, other than that... See, straight... Uh, one thing to note is that the Bengals were the worst run defense in that division, meaning that his division is very strong against the run, which would be the Steelers, Ravens, and the Browns. So that being said, he will have six tough games. Just You have to be fairly straightforward about that. He's going against the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. He's going to have to fight for his yards then. Yeah, I mean... We'll see what happens. Hopefully everything <laughs> works out. Hopefully that offensive line is good. That That's my main concern. Yeah, if his offensive line is fine, he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, their strength of schedule for running back is 17. So it's middle of the pack. It's not too bad when you exclude the division. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to our next guy. Todd Gurley, number eight. Not bad. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about his knee, obviously. But everything seems to be good in camp. Healthy. Ready to go. He seems like like right now he's good to go. Whether that's just coach talk hyping him up. Are you are you concerned about long term though? Let, like Nick Chubb. You said week 10 on. Same goes for Gurley. Yeah, like if I think it, that's fair. I mean, if they're in the playoffs and they know they're in the playoffs, is he going to get that work? I, I don't think so. Uh, that's a very good point. They might work in Malcolm Brown more. They might work in Daryl Henderson a little bit more. But I think what they're going to plan is to make sure he doesn't get to that point where they need to work those other RBs in. I think they're just going to work them a little bit more in the beginning of the season and have a little bit more consistent game plan for him and make sure they're limiting his touches and throughout the season throughout the season yeah I so then that's that's why he's eight that's why he's obviously eight, of course but talent wise he's number one yeah i mean he's obviously stud we just hope he's healthy exactly if he's healthy rb1 top three that offense, the offense just works. Their strength of schedule is 18. So, I mean, it's middle of the pack, but that's a top-tier offense. And with that system... It's a great system. He's going to be an RB1 for sure. Yeah. I don't even think that's even a question. It's yeah. more about how much usage does Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown get... And that's it. 
Yeah, that's I mean, literally it. When you when and that knee. Yeah, when the knee comes into play, and the fact that you already know that they're going to be working in two other RBs, it makes you wonder what is his workload looking like. I mean, schedule wise, division wise, I mean, the Niners surprisingly are the best run defense at number fourteen. What? Yeah, I said that. Can you believe that? That's weird. Am I wrong? Am I? Is this fake news? I think that's I need fake to double news, check this. Bro. I absolutely think it's fake news. Uh, oh no, sorry. Seattle's thirteen. Uh, the so Niners is, are fourteen. It's fake news. Technically, it's alternative it. facts. Seattle's it. thirteen. Niners are fourteen. Sure he's and not then, lying to you guys. <laughs> rude, rude. And then water or mouth foaming over here is Arizona at thirty-two. You play Arizona twice. Those are your big tickets, right? That's basically your free win of the week when Todd Gurley plays them. Free win of the week. You like that, huh? I like that. I like that. I like that. Other than that, do we have anything else to talk about for He's Gurley? straightforward. I, I mean, think it's pretty straightforward. Like he's Everyone really good. Knows what's but going on with him. It's just that knee. Yeah. That's, that's it. So this is going to be a shocker, I think, Ooh. for some people. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I just looked so. at it right now. Yeah, that's, a, that's so. a big soccer. I, I think that's it's a big we shocker. jumped it. We jumped the gun like hugely on this one. Nine or eight spots, yeah. I think. But I'm very high on him. Super high. You're very high Very on him. high. Very high on that offense and just what they do. And I think this was one of them where you're you're going to look at the ADP and you're going to go, no way he's this high. But you're going to look at the talent, the team, and the production, and you're going to go, eh, maybe. Maybe they know something. Maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe they, Or maybe they just got a hot take. Or they got a hot take. I mean, said Darwin Thompson about four weeks ago. We tend to be right on about these things. I'm just saying. Uh, Chris Carson, Damn. number nine. Damn. That, that, felt sounded, good to, that felt good to say. Did it say. feel good to I say? Just, it, was, it was juicy. Oh. It was juicy. That's not bad. I'm just saying. Chris Carson. Christopher. Ooh, baby. Carson. So the concern was Rashad Penny. First round running back that they drafted. Everyone thinks he was going to take carries from him. He's been overhyped. No, I shouldn't say overhyped. He's been super hyped this offseason. But we're in training camp now, and we're in preseason. Correct. And he's been very underwhelming. He's Yes. I and think he has more carries than yards rushing right now. I it's, it's not looking good. It really doesn't. So he had – Chris Carson had 247 attempts last year. That's a lot of That's attempts. That's a lot. That's a lot of attempts. He had games where I believe he had almost 30 carries. And the project- projections is 243 is what I have for his rushing attempts. That's and I'm fair. changing that. Ooh. I'm going 270. Ooh. Yes. 270. I'm liking it. I think as long as he's healthy against the sixth e- easiest oh, yeah. running back schedule – they're going to feed him the rock like no other. Especially He's the RB1. Yes. He's the workhorse. That is not a question anymore. And on the most rushing attack team in the NFL. They love to run the ball. They run that ball. And they're going to run the ball. And they're going to. You know they're going to run that ball, especially without Doug Baldwin there. There's just more incentive to run the ball. You don't need to be concerned about Rashad Penny coming in and taking over that position. Because he's he a sucks. first rounder. I, well, let's not get into the suck situation. He's Trent Richardson. 
He's not Trent Richardson. He's, he's going to be Trent he's, Richardson. You think he's Trent Richardson? I think he's Trent That's Richardson. That's a hot take. That's a hot take That's right a hot there. Take. That's a hot take. I don't have that perspective on it, but Pete Carroll is going to play the best player. Exactly. And I think he made that very clear. Pete Carroll in doesn't care about USC, he doesn't give a shit. Exactly. So Carson is going to be that guy. And as long as he's healthy, I think sky's the limit, to oh, be yeah. totally honest with you. For I, I think I think we're right so hot takey right now uh-huh. that people are like, "This is ridiculous." Exactly, but, but hey, it's. I think it's going to happen. N- numbers back us up right here. It really does, and the tape backs it up. Mm-hmm. Watch him play. Mm, exactly. Okay, maybe not Trent Richardson, but like Eddie Lacy. I think that's fair. I don't think he's going to be Eddie Lacy, dude. I don't know. Eddie I don't, Lacy, I don't think like you saw a little bit out of him. They're going. I think they're going to use him. They are going to use him a little bit this year. They're going to use him, but like at one point, does Pete Carroll say, "All right, get him out of here"? He's explosive. He's going to be a pass catcher. Wow. I. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but Carson. All right. Right, I think, I think people are just going to be like this. They're sleeping on him right now. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Um, I ha- We had a draft recently that someone took Carson in the second. And I was so mad that he did that. And I was, was like, great I was going to target him in the third. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is really high. That's very for high. Carson. But, hey. but I can I can see the upside on it. They also took Fournette. First round, first round too. That was that's hype. That was hype. That was hype. You know I'm what? Not he, that hype. I can see. I can understand though. The volume that Fournette was getting was insane. Yeah, exactly. And if he is not an idiot and he's relevant, then he could be a first rounder. And T.J. Sure. Yeldon's not there anymore. I get it, but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't have the that's balls. That's a risk. I, that guy's got balls. That guy has balls, and he doesn't care about ADP. If he likes a player, he thinks he's good. He, he just takes goes them. for it. I love it. He just goes I love for it. it, and that's just balling right there. I love it. Absolutely. That's fantasy football right there. And Carson is only twenty-four. He's a young gun. He's not exactly like an old dude. They're trying to replace him. So try to get Carson. I am going for Carson. I love this guy. He's my guy. He is going to be massively relevant and useful as long as he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And That's the Ram- it. I got nothing else for that. Yeah, he goes against the Rams, Niners, and Arizona. So the worst rush defense in the NFL. L.A. Rams, surprisingly, they're 23rd on the list. You seeing this right now? Fact check me. Right here. Fact weird, check dude. me. That's weird. 23rd. That's crazy. And then see, and then the Niners at 14. God, good lord. So, I mean, he good lord, baby. Juicy Jesus. schedule. I guess so. The last guy, number 10. Finally. Is finally. Finally. David Johnson. I'm not even happy he's on this list. I'm I I'm just so I'm concerned. I'm concerned on I am. he didn't look explosive he to me. He looked terrible in preseason. He didn't look good. That offense, that looked, offense terrible. looked horrible and it was against the Raiders. I'm a Raider fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Um, so, do we feel comfortable? I know. What's his upside? Let's let's start with that. Upside, top three, top four RB. That's upside. If everything works out. I don't think it's going to. That's why he's I, the I number 10. I don't think it's going. That's why he's number 10. Because he was top five pick. He's going to be in the top five, top six pick in a lot of people's draft this year. Those people are probably going to lose their league. 
I mean, it could go the right way. It could. I do think it can. Say that and offensive line magically gets a lot better. Say su- Murray plays great. Say the offense works. Okay, cool. Supposedly, they are going to show a little bit the next preseason game, which I think is tomorrow. So we'll be able to see, August. and maybe it will move him up. I yes. know you react to preseason, and you just you don't massively react, but you, you just notice it. You, you notice, notice it, and you don't react. Sorry. You notice it. But I noticed a lot. That was pretty bad. It did not look pretty. It didn't look good at all. And usually, yeah, okay, offense line's bad. And David Johnson can be explosive still. Didn't look explosive. No. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing to see. Maybe and a little nervous. It made me very nervous. But the good news is, is... They have the easiest schedule for running backs. Ooh. The absolute easiest. Oh. So they are going to be able to maybe run the ball with that horrible offensive line. I still expect them. David Johnson's still going to be RB1. He's going to put up, sorry, RB2, T1 numbers. RB2, RB1 is my R- is Yeah, my he's going to be putting up T2, T1 numbers. You are not going to be disappointed by him. It's just if you're going to take him round one, pick six... You might be a little disappointed. I think you could be very disappointed in what you're getting when people were disappointed in him last year. Correct. And they're, they're falling for the same trap because he didn't get drafted any higher last year. He's in the same exact spot. Almost, yeah. 106 right now, so he's a little bit lower. Maybe one pick. One pick. Yeah. But I think the upside with him is massive just because they're going to put 90 plays in a game. On a I regular, don't think that's they say on. I know. Well, let's say eighty. We'll okay. go eighty. Okay. I'll, I'll go less than that. Well, okay. okay. So we'll, seventy-five. How about seventy-five? Oh wow, five plays. Yeah, you're realistic. Well, there you're are rules in the NFL that make it that you can't run an offense the same way in college. We're gonna go seventy-five. Okay. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Blah 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 blah. Anyways, he is gonna be on the field all the time. So, if they're down, which they probably will be a decent amount, he'll get catches out of the backfield. He'll be a safer pick. I just think his floor is low. It could be very low. It could low. be very low. You could expect his ceiling, and I don't very think his games. ceiling is. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I know everyone says the ceiling can be massive, but oh, I, do, I don't see it right now. A lot of stars have to align in order to, for him to reach the ceiling. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit different for, say, Chris Carson, for his stars to align, for him to have a great game. It's a little bit easier for Todd Gurley's stars to align and get those great yeah, to get those great games. Hell, even Joe Mixon isn't going to have nearly as tough as a time to get those production points. And I think there's so much things that could happen like Kyler Murray is an explosive runner, so they can do the option and they can make some stuff happen, but I don't know if it's just that preseason game that rattled a lot that rattled me that badly we'll get more answers tomorrow and i'll be watching that on a regular basis oh yeah we'll be and and watching that tape and kind of going from there maybe we have a different take next week yeah we could be next year going all right maybe guys we overreacted a little bit yeah but yeah that's the overreaction of the week all right not bad i'm just saying is that a take now the overreaction of the week send it in see if you like it all right i think it's pretty good that's pretty good i think it's quality all right i'm just saying okay again niners division niners division like how i said that then oh, the niners division yeah what, what divisions jimmy g gonna be in next year <laughs> uh, 
Oh, sorry. So that oh, was sorry. My bad. My bad. bad. It's going to be in Oakland. You want to fight again? Let's do it. Let's do it. Round two. I love it. So anyone else you want to mention on the uh, board that you think could be huge? Th- this one's for you right here. Oh, uh, I love it. Josh Jacobs. Oh, baby. What, what team is he on? I don't even remember at this point. He's probably on some scrub-ass Oakland team. He's not even in Oakland. Las Vegas, baby. It's going to be in, in the Sin City. So why do you like Jacobs so much? So, I mean, he doesn't have much competition in his spot. And he looks great. What we saw in the preseason game, we saw the exact opposite of David Johnson when they played each other. David Johnson looked slow, sluggish, unable to find anything. Josh Jacobs, he was just smooth. He was ice skating through those holes. It just looked nice. And you know why I like this take? Not just because he was on the Raiders. Gruden's going to want to run that fucking ball exactly. down Exactly. You know, Gruden He's loves to run the ball. He's going to do that old school and want to stomp your face out and run that ball down your throat. And he's going to want to run it a little bit just to spite Antonio Brown. That's my hot take. You think he's going to spite Antonio Brown? Yeah, he's going to. I think he's going to feed Antonio Brown. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Feed me, dog. He couldn't feed uh, Amari Cooper. You going to feed Antonio Brown? Amari Cooper is not even close to the talent. Yeah, because Amari Cooper's better. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's a joke. He's joking. Sorry, guys. He's that was horrendous. (laughs) That was a good joke. Good lord. Yeah, you want to go to the? Should we go back to the consistency points? (laughs) Amari Cooper. I'm good. I don't want to cry. So, here's one. That Ooh, you're gonna love, like this, Derek. Hen- I'm just fucking. Uh, with you. That was, <laughs> I'm like, what? That was the joke. That was a hundred percent joke. Okay, my- Dalvin Cook. Okay. Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, he's Dalvin Cook on was on the tidbit. I'm concerned about his injury, injury history, injuries, injuries history. Exactly. history. If he's healthy, he could be a top five running back easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. Also, look at Alexander Madison who is in that Latavius Murray role. Just a guy to remember if Dalvin Cook gets hurt. I know I like to talk about that as much, especially if the guy has been injured on a regular like Dalvin Cook. Make sure you watch his backup. There's been good hype about him. Just remember the name. And honestly, if you get Dalvin Cook, I would be interested in probably matching him with uh, Antonio. Really? I think so, man. I th- or Alexander, sorry, Madison. I'm yeah, tripping. Um, because what you're getting Alexander Madison in the 14th round? He's basically free, almost. But he and is going to cost your roster spot. He's being undrafted almost the whole time. So if you have a deeper league and you have Dalvin Cook and you think he could get injured, that's a guy you need to have, in my opinion. But that risk is huge. Are you willing to? Have two roster spots for one position. I, I think if he's your guy, if he's your top tier running back, I do. Ah, uh, that's. I feel like that's a hard justification. He is in a fairly decent division, playing against Green Bay, the Bears, and the Lions. Um, but I, I see no downside in taking Dalvin Cook. He's gonna go probably mid second round. I yeah. feel like he's worth that pick. It's worth the risk. Worth that pick. I'd rather have, say, Chris Carson, but... We're so high on Chris Carson. <laughs> we're so high on Chris Carson. We talked about this a lot. On good. How high we, are. We, we really did. All right. I think we're good. One more. One more. Okay, let's one hear One more. Give me, give Nobody me. talks about him. I can't believe oh, it. This guy is going to be league winner right here. 
Michelle, Sony Michelle. I think people still talk about him. Not, not he's he's just underrated. He's getting drafted at four hundred five. I don't think that's high enough. It's probably not. It really isn't. The I think he'll be a league winner for a lot of people. The concern is, from other people's perspective, okay. my perspective, is he has had so many injuries in college on his knee on a regular basis, and then he got scoped again Yes. this offseason. So the injury risk is massive, and it is the Patriots running backs when they drafted Damian Harris in the third. So there's a lot of signs pointing to, is he going to be healthy the Patriots look like they might be concerned about him. You so might be that's concerned, why. But, but if he's healthy, he's a stud. massive touchdowns. He knows how to put the ball in the end zone. We saw that in the playoffs. He was doing it against the Patriots elite. will feed him too. Exactly it, it, on the goal line, like Legarrette Blunt when he oh, was yeah. there. Oh yeah, like Tom Brady's career, they're trying to make sure he's doing as least as possible and trying to be as efficient as possible. In order to do that, you have to run the ball well. Sonny Michelle's going to do that just fine, especially since they have a great offensive line. They got great weapons on the outside. They just got Josh Gordon back. They have Josh McDaniels. You know what I want to say? Ooh, let's hear it. I'm just going to finish it up right here. I'll go for it. Chris Carson. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 